Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022, and this is day 1582 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you, we praise you, and thank you so much. I come to you with heartfelt gratitude and and thanksgiving because you are the one and only true and living God. You're the one that equips us to go forth and fulfill every purpose that you've given us. You're the one that gives us peace in the middle of the storm. Lord, you give us every single thing that we need and even the desires of our hearts. I want to just say thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is not built to worry. God did not create us to handle worry, <clears throat> to hold on to worry, to to hold on to even anger and um, strife and all those things. The fruit of the Spirit is peace and love and joy and patience, <laughs> kindness, gentleness, um, you know, self-control. There's nine of them. I know I left off a couple of them. Um, so yeah, understanding how we're built in God's image. And what does that look like as we're here on this earth fulfilling his purpose? Because things are going to happen each and every day to us that can throw us into this worry mode, uh, into a trauma mode, to an anger mode. And that will happen from day to day. The key is knowing how to give it to the Lord so that it's no longer weighing us down. We're no good to God. And when I say no good to him, we're not vessels that he can use when we're weighed down with uh, the worries of this world. So when we cast our cares unto him, now we're free to do exactly what he would have us to do. And it takes practice. So don't beat yourself up if you messed up a few times. I know I do. (laughs) Many times I have to get back on track. So we're coming out of Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, talking about uh, how how Jesus teaches us not to worry. And I'll tell you something. I'll share this with you later, how something quite, an episode quite devastating happened yesterday, but it turned out for the good and it threw everything off for a minute for me, Uh, even preparing my lesson for today. uh, I just got my lesson for today about uh, three minutes ago. So, and this was something we talked about on a Wednesday night, and uh, the Lord has given me a new perspective, a different perspective on it, but some of the same information. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that. I'll share at the end. Uh, Again, so we're coming out of Matthew chapter 6 starting at verse 25, and this is Jesus speaking, and he's saying, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat 
or drink or about your body what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? You see that? Worrying benefits us in no way at all. It is a hindrance. It is a weight. It is something that will kill us if we're not careful. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? So he's telling us we don't have to worry about substance, uh, the things that we need to to live, the things that we wear, where we live, how we live, you know, all those things. He's saying, I've got you covered. He says, he says, so see how the flowers of the fields grow. And okay, let me go back. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. So they don't work. (laughs) They work in their own way, the way God gave them to work. You know, can you imagine a flower uh, trying to clean the kitchen? (laughs) The flower knows its place. It it does exactly what God called it to do. And it, it grows right where it is. And it turns into that particular flower that God created it to be. So when we begin to do other things outside of what God called us to do, we're functioning outside of the ark of safety. We're functioning outside of the obedience of God. He says, yet I tell you that none, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. If that is how God clothes the grass and the field, which is here today, And tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. So it's like, you know, we are wasting time seeking things that God already knows that we need. And he's got us covered. So we're. We're spinning our wheels. We're, we're using unnecessary time there, that valuable time that we can never get it back. That God is saying, I want you to use that time to do what I have given you to do because it is so important and you're so valuable to me, to God, I'm saying. We're valuable to him. He had a purpose for us even before the foundation of the earth. He knew what we would be doing before we were in our mother's womb. He knew what he created us to do. It's a matter of us not getting distracted by the cares of the world. Verse 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Let tomorrow handle it. <laughs> let it let it deal with that. We don't have to deal with that. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So he's saying, you've got enough to deal with with today. And, and just trust him to handle it. All right? So 
you know, as I just read to you, uh, you know, out of the word of God, God did not equip us to worry. He wants us to trust and depend up on him. He wants us to cast our cares unto him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And we're talking about God. And he shall direct your path. When we trust him, then we can't help but do what is right. Because we're trusting God to give it to us to do. All right. So let's go here to um, point number one. Let's look at side effects of worrying. So it can damage our health. Uh, Worry can bring about high blood pressure. It can literally mess with every organ in our body. It causes the object of our worry to consume our thoughts. So now we have no room to hear God. We have no room to dream and visualize all the things that God is putting in our heart. It disrupts our productivity. Now we're producing just a fraction of what God would have us to produce. He equipped us to do great things, but right now we're settling for just mediocre things. It negatively affects the way we treat others. Can you imagine, you know, when you are worrying, you can come across really rude and abrupt. Okay, let me just speak about myself. (laughs) When I've caught myself in a worry mode, I can be very short and quick and okay, whatever. All right, stop. Oh, you know, just just not really showing that compassion and empathy towards others because I am so inundated with whatever that object is that I'm worrying about or that person or whatever. It reduces our ability to trust in God because now we've made ourselves a God. Okay, don't yep, mhm, by trusting in ourselves. Now we're worshiping self, you know, when it comes right down to it, because we're not trusting God. Second point, things that happen to our bodies when we worry, it affects our nervous system, our muscles, our breathing. Have you ever had a panic attack or felt like, you know, you're hyperventilating? That's because we're worrying. Uh, It could be a sign of worry. Uh, It affects our heart. You know, our heart rate begins to speed up and uh, it can cause us to have a heart attack. It can it can uh, disrupt or 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 harm the uh, our blood vessels. It affects our blood sugar. You know, we can we can either, you know, become hyper vigilant. And the next thing you know, we may have to take medication. It affects our immune system. So now we're no longer strong enough to withstand the things uh, that come against us, all the different germs and the diseases out here in the world that can come up on us because now we've left ourselves open because of worry. We left, uh, worry is like an open door, a crack that allows uh, certain things in that are not good for us. It accepts, it, it affects the functioning of our stomach. You know, we can feel bloated or upset and You know, and our digestive system uh, is not functioning the way it should. And and sometimes it's because we're worrying. It affects our intestines. Uh, It affects our sexual health. 
You know, we, God created us, uh, if, you know, in this union of marriage, uh, sexual, sexual activity is very important. And so it can affect that. Even in the Old Testament, I remember when Isaac, after he lost his mom, after she died, uh, and uh, Abraham's faithful servant found him a wife. And once he they were married and they made love, had sex together, it was healing for him and what he was going through uh, in the loss of the death of his mother. It's amazing the things that God created for us to do, how it also can bring us pleasure and joy, but also healing. Third, what are you holding on to instead of releasing it unto the Lord? Jesus said, here I'm saying this again, cast your cares unto me, for I care for you. So here are some steps to take to destroy worrying. And first of all, the antidote to worry is trusting God. All right. The proof is the way we think, what we say and our actions. So what we think will de- will determine what we say and what we say determines our actions. Okay, so now things are in sync. What we're thinking, what we're saying, and the way we're acting. And they're in sync with God. When they're out of sync with God, our thinking is off, we're worrying, then uh, what we say can come across very, very rude and wrong or self-destructive. And, uh, and then our actions, uh, you know, bring about harm not only to ourselves, but can, it can bring about harm to others. So in Philippians chapter four, verses four through nine, uh, Paul tells us uh, what we should think and how we should think. He says, think on these things. Okay, whatever. Think about whatever is true. What is truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Think about him. Think about the pure things in your and that's one of them, I I believe. Yeah. Uh, But thinking about truth, what is the truth? And even sometimes you can be accused of something that is a lie. Don't harbor on that. You know, I've had people, uh, you know, even recently lie on me or or make it seem like I did something wrong that I did not do. And and I can harbor on that and it makes me more and more angry and wants me to, you know, call everybody that that person may have talked to and say, hey, that's not true. That's not true. And the Lord says, I will vindicate you. You think on truth. You know what you did and did not do. And, and when I do that, then I'm able to have room, capacity to hold what he's given me to do right now. Because if I harbor and, you know, just really you know, um, dwell on that. I am no good for him right now. He says, think on whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure. What can you think about this pure? <laughs> I think about little babies. They're so pure. And children, they are so pure. Animals, you know, they're just uh, being what God created them to be with uh, no obstructions, you know, nothing has, <laughs> look at the, a baby. <laughs> and I got to hold my, my great niece at my sister's house, uh, over the holiday. And, and I, you know, I, I'm able to hold her and put her to sleep. And when I'm holding her, it is, it just brings me joy because she's just pure. She's not being contaminated by the ways of the world. 
Think on what is admirable, what is excellent, and whatever is praiseworthy. So thinking about things that are evil, that's not praiseworthy. So what can you think of that's praiseworthy? You know, I think about, you know, just some of the things that took place yesterday for me, having to call on people to help me and for them to say, sure, and they jump right into action. And that is praiseworthy. I am with great gratitude towards them. So yesterday morning, uh, you know, I'm getting ready for the first day of TZO and I have all my information laid out. It's our second session. Really excited. And all of a sudden, my husband, after the podcast around 645, after I got through sending messages out, he's like, honey, I'm in pain And I've never seen him in such excruciating pain just to take a breath. uh, It was moaning and groaning. He goes, my chest, my chest. And all I can think of, is he having another heart attack? You know, because he's had a good five or six of them over the last 20 something years. And this time, though, it was on the right side, not on the same side as his heart. But I just didn't know. I immediately called 911. The ambulance got there so quickly, got to our house. They started working on him. They did not know what was wrong. They said, hey, we're going to take him uh, to a hospital where they can handle the heart, which will either be Research or St. Joe. I mean, no, or St. Luke's. And I said, well, we would prefer St. Luke's if you could, please. He said, well, I'll come back in and let you know where we take him before we leave because they were going to work on him in the ambulance. I said, okay. Then the next thing you know, they're driving off. He didn't come in to tell me anything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, what do I do? And I had to calm myself down and trust in the Lord. Uh, You know, right then I have to do the very things that I'm saying that God has given me to share it. You know, I have to do the same things and, and, and it works for all of us. And so I had to really just focus and say, okay, I'll just go to the, wherever the Holy Spirit leads me to go. And I said, I, ideally, we'd rather him go to St. Joe, but they said St. Joe, their emergency room was not equipped for heart issues. Okay, even I said, well, his heart doctors are right next door. And they said, okay, we're going to figure out which one. In the meantime, we still need to pick up lunches for for the uh, first day of T-Zone. Uh, we had to... Um, you know, make sure to get someone else to take my place to teach the classes. Um, we had to get all of the lesson plans that I was going to take with me down to uh, the multi-purpose center. So, you know, in the midst of all of this going on, the Lord gave me a calmness as I was able to think on these things, whatever is true. Okay, this is what I need to focus on right now. My husband's in good hands right now. God has got him. I had to get all of that together. My daughter drove all the way here from Texas to be here to help me with my husband for the next three weeks. And she brought her precious little dog, my grand dog, uh, Diesel, uh, who is like a little Frenchy dog, but he's heavy and uh, fast. Anyway, so I'll tell you the rest of that. So anyway, we get, I call one of 
you know, are faithful. Uh, I've got vendors, that contractors that help me in so many ways. Uh, and I call on them. They come in. One teaches art. One teaches dance. And one teaches leadership skills. And I, and I the Lord said, call Camille. <laughs> she teaches dance. I called her and said, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Can you do the class today? She said, yes. And it was no hesitancy. She's like, yes. So I said, okay, I'll have the lesson plan. Everything, all you need will be there in the, in the, in the classroom. She says, okay, I got it. All right. I called my daughter, um, Nikki, who lives in Blue Springs. Nikki, can you pick up the lunches? She knew exactly where to go to pick up the lunches for us and get them to the place and then take the lesson plans. She came to the house. Yes, I need to be back home by 1030 for my meeting. I'm like, okay, thank you so much. She comes and gets all the supplies and she uh, runs uh, to get lunches. She does all these things. And then my daughter from Texas is here helping to orchestrate everything while I'm, you know, getting myself ready to go to the hospital. And as I was preparing before Nikki came to pick up everything, I was preparing to, I had already loaded my car with all these things. So I'm unloading my car. Well, actually, I'm getting ready to go outside. And my dogs always come to the door. And and so Diesel, my little grand dog who's here, uh, he comes to the door too. Well, my dogs, when I open the door, they won't run out. They know to not do that. Well, Diesel doesn't know that. He runs out the door. And I'm I've got my trunk up on my car. I've got on my clothes to go see my husband. I'm in a dress and sandals. He darts across the street. I run after him across the street through the neighbor's yard. And I'm thinking, I'm hollering, I'm yelling out his name. And he's going way further than I had anticipated running. (laughs) I'm running. Then he runs down this one street where it's all wooded areas. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I am worrying as I am running, unlike I've never ran before. I've been walking, hadn't been back to running again. And I'm running in my sandals, in my dress. If anybody saw me, it would, it probably was hilarious. And I'm running after this little short little pig looking dog who picks up speed. He looks back and he sees me. I'm almost on him. I'm yelling his name and he's looking back on me like, ha ha ha. He picks up speed. I began to pick up speed and I'm yelling and we're so far away now we've run. And then he darts over to, to getting into the woods. I'm like, Oh no, my daughter, this is her little dog. And if anything happens to him, these are the things I'm thinking in my mind. I hear the Holy spirit say, change your tone and your body language as you're calling that dog. And I'm like, okay, to myself and I began to change the tone and instead of yelling his name I'm, and I start saying diesel nicer <laughs> he looks back at me my body language is not like aggression <laughs> like it was my body language is more welcoming now because I'm out of breath and I'm exhausted and I'm hearing the Holy Spirit because I'm like Lord please help me please help me please help me as I'm running and he goes he slows down He stops and I gently walk up on him because he is so just a few inches away from getting lost in the woods and I snatch him by the collar and I'm like, thank you, Lord. And I start, I pick him up and we walk that long road back, y'all. It was a good mile and he's he's at least 30 pounds. He's heavy and I was 
exhausted. And I'm walking back. And I'm just trying to get to the hospital to see my husband. In the midst of all that, God worked it all out. (laughs) The dog was safe. After freshening up real quickly, I got back in my car. Didn't have my phone, couldn't call anybody. And I proceed to go see my husband. And everything has worked out with him. (laughs) To God be the glory. Uh, They found that it's, uh, they did testing. It looks like pneumonia. There's a mass on his lungs. And uh, they're treating him for pneumonia. They're going to do that for a couple of weeks. He'll be out of the hospital in a couple of days. They'll treat him with antibiotics and steroids. And then after that, if that mass does not look like it's gone down, they'll do uh, a biopsy. But we're thanking God for total healing. I glorify God. Uh, it is nothing but him <laughs> that worked all these things out. And in the midst of all that, healing my husband at the same time. How about you? I'm exhausted sharing that story. <laughs> How about you? What is God showing you to stop worrying about? to trust him, even in the greatest depths of the storm, he will give you peace. Trust him in every way. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Uh, Please don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing with our precious youth, which I'm looking forward to seeing them today, teaching them peer mediation, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, and uh, sex and human trafficking awareness. Uh, Please check us out. Push the donate button. Become a partner with us. Uh, We appreciate you all so very much. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.